is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh our God. For he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means. We have the privilege.
and welcome. Welcome to Victory Christian Fellowship. God is in the house because you're in the house. Amen. Wherever God's people gather in his name, he says, I am there in the midst. So, Father, we welcome you here in the name of Jesus, by your Holy Spirit. Thank you for doing great and mighty things in us and through us, Lord. And we give you glory and honor and praise. We give you the highest praise, Lord, because you alone are worthy. Bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Amen. Let's stand together. It's Christmas time. Are you ready to worship today?
Jesus. Hallelujah. He came to this earth to save mankind and we celebrate his birth. We celebrate his living. We celebrate his resurrection. And now we celebrate you, Father, that you are at the right hand. Jesus, you are at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. But we remember when you came to this earth, and we celebrate that day, Father, that you sent Jesus to this earth. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of a dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul fell in
sing the song of ages through the land. All who gone before us, and all who will believe, sing the song of ages through the land. Your name is a
You are the Holy One of Israel. You are holy, Lord God Almighty. We join the angels and we sing, Holy, Holy, Holy. Is the Lord God Almighty. We bless your holy name. You enable us to be holy as you are holy. Oh, we give you thanks and praise. Thank you for delivering us from the miry clay and setting our feet upon a rock. Oh, we bless the name of Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Praise your name. We stand in awe of you, God. There's no one like you. You are high and lifted up. And your praise, your presence is filling the temple, Lord, with your glory and your goodness and your grace and your splendor and your majesty and your power hallelujah oh thank you Lord Jesus Lord we are so thankful that you visit us you dwell in us We are your habitation, your church. And Lord, you're here and thank you for speaking to us. Get ready to be lifted up, for I am the glory and the lifter of your head. I can lift you up out of your circumstances. I can lift you up into good health. I can lift you up into strength. It is my desire that I lift you up. So take hold of my arms, for I will never let you go. Hallelujah. Amen. need to receive the Father's love this morning. Say, Father, I receive your abounding good love to me. It keeps me, it covers me, and it will never let me fail. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Well, you may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. What an amazing team. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning. Hallelujah. God knew you you were going to be here at this time. And he always has something for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we love to speak the word around here, don't we? Amen. Aren't you glad that we can speak? Jesus authorized us to speak his word in his name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to speak his word. Hallelujah. We're going to do our confession. Let's make our confession. All right. God is very good good to us. us. His His Holy Holy Spirit Spirit reveals reveals to us what what God has has freely given given to us. us. We We have have and enjoy enjoy the good things that God has made available to us. us. 
We are greatly blessed by the Lord, and we possess the gates of our enemies. We are joint heirs with Jesus, and we take hold of all our inheritance. The Lord has separated us to himself, and he has given us territory to possess. Our land is fruitful, productive, thriving, and flourishing. God gives us his best. Wherever Father God has planted us, we take possession of our land. By doing God's commands, statutes, and judgments, we gain divine wisdom and understanding and become great in God's sight. We are God's people, his priests who minister to him. We eat the wealth of nations and prosper in God. Instead of shame, we have a double portion. Instead of humiliation, we shout for joy over our portion. Jesus is our portion. In our land, we possess double, and everlasting joy belongs to us. God faithfully rewards us and makes an everlasting covenant with us. Everything that God has promised has been made available to us, and we can possess it all. God establishes and confirms us in Christ, and he anoints us. We are never disappointed because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through Holy Spirit, who was given to us. Everything in the Bible is for our instruction. We are encouraged by God's written word to have hope, and we overflow with confidence in his promises. We glorify, praise, and honor the Lord and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> At victory, our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope, and inheritance. To proclaim the uncompromising word of God. To build a strong body of believers. And to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere. We activate God's word to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. At Victory Christian Fellowship, we are inheriting God's promises and experiencing their benefits. Amen. Amen. Good morning. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is present here. He's dousing us with joy even in our confession. <laughs> because Jesus is the word of God and we're speaking his word, so joy just oozes out everywhere. So laugh. <laughs> Don't hold it in. Don't restrict Holy Spirit's joy. Just laugh, laugh, and laugh, right? All right. Welcome to Victory Christian Fellowship this December, Sunday. I don't know the date, but welcome. I know it's Sunday. All right. It's December 17th. Awesome. You guys are beautiful. You have great smiles, twinkling eyes, shaking shoulders, those who don't make sounds when you laugh. <laughs> All right. Today, ladies, after service, we have our book club, December book club. You want to come, like Melissa said, we have some surprises, and we always have a wonderful time together. We're finishing Dr. Fiona's book, Removing Blind Spots, 
for a limitless life. If you haven't joined us and you haven't read the book, just come and join us. We have a great time of laughing and sharing life together. So we have lunch to serve for you as well. So, you know, if nothing else, you get a good meal. (laughs) Yeah. So that's today. And then we'll also be choosing the book for January. That's a new book quarter for us. Next Sunday, we are celebrating Christmas, the birth of Jesus. We're celebrating our Christmas candlelight service in the morning. Isn't that awesome? Yes, and then the kids have their special program that they prepared for us. That's going to be awesome. I'm excited to see the whole thing. I've seen little pieces. It's going to be fun. You'll laugh. You'll laugh. And then back to this week. I just wanted to mention next Sunday. This week, Tuesday, we have this generation. That's our middle school program. Yes. Middle schoolers come into Jesus here at the house of the Lord during the school day, Tuesdays at 125 to 225, and the victory bus goes and picks them up. Praise the Lord for our victory bus. That's a great big Christmas gift God gave us. And then in the evening, we're having New Generation Air Force. That's our youth group here at Victory Christian Fellowship, ages 12 plus, and this Tuesday, we're celebrating Christmas. So we have a special message from Josh to start us off. And then we have lots of food, fun, and games, and gifts. And we'll probably have some worship in there because they like to get on the guitars and start jamming. So we'll have some Christmas guitar jam. Yes. So come on out. Invite a friend. It's a good one to invite a friend to because there's lots of activities going on and it's Less pressure than coming into a meeting. You're not sure what's going to go on, right? So bring a friend. And then Wednesday night refreshing. Woo! We love Wednesday night refreshing at 6.30 here every week. And then Thursday is the third, fourth, and fifth graders at Bible Adventure. This past Thursday, 20 children received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So we just brought in and welcomed 20 children into the kingdom of God, into the family of God. Their lives are forever changed. They are new creations in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So that's all the announcements I have up here. God bless you. Hallelujah. A lot of good things happening here. Glory to God. And then you're giving this morning. You all know you can give any time during the service. And uh, if you're watching online, you can give through our website. Hallelujah. I just want to read to you a little uh, story called Socks and Shoes. A little boy about 10 years old was standing before a shoe store on the roadway barefooted, peering through the window and shivering with cold. A lady approached the boy and said, My little fellow, why are you looking so earnestly in that window? I was asking God to give me a pair of shoes, was the boy's reply. The lady took him by the hand and went into the store. 
and asked the clerk to get half a dozen pairs of socks for the boy. Then She then asked if he could uh, give her a basin of water and a towel. He quickly brought them to her. She took the little fellow uh, to the back part of the store and removing her gloves, knelt down, washed his little feet and dried them with a towel. By this time, the clerk had returned with the socks. Placing a pair upon the boy's feet, she purchased him a pair of shoes. She tied up the remaining pairs of socks and gave them to him. She patted him on the head and said, No doubt, my little fellow, your feet are more comfortable now. As she turned to go, the astonished lad caught her by the hand and looking up at her face with tears in his eyes, answered the question with these words, Are you God's wife? (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, Heavenly Father, I give you thanks and praise for these people who are here today. And Lord, we thank you that you have great things for them to give them today in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I call them blessed. Their gifts and the givers, Lord, are blessed by you, blessed by your hand. Lord, and I give you thanks and praise that you protect them, you provide for them, and you prosper them in all their endeavors. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we got some amazing kids in this place. We love our kids. Our kids are awesome. And they get to live in faith every day. So kids, have a good class. Enjoy your time. Hallelujah. Well, it's Christmas season, amen? It's a wonderful time of the year. Any time with Jesus is a wonderful time. But this especially because we're celebrating his birth, right? The birth of Jesus. God's son was sent to the world. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, amen? And he gave his life as a sacrifice for us. He died on. A, he lived a perfect life. He died a tragic death, but it was a sacrifice. And he rose from the dead on the third day. And uh, he is now seated at God's right hand, and he's ever living to make intercession for you. Right now on, on the throne, Jesus is praying for you. He's pulling for you. Amen? And uh, so we started a series early in December called The Benefits of Christ's Birth. And uh, just some of the benefits we've talked about, we've talked about salvation, right? Uh, Holy Ghost power, we did that on on one of the Wednesdays, fulfilling God's will, uh, and uh, angelic intervention, you know, angels had a big part to play in the story of Christ's birth. There was worship, people who came to worship God, Uh, there was generosity and giving, I mean, kings traveled three years to give their gifts to Jesus. Think about that. And uh, there were dreams, and there is joy. You can't talk about Christmas and not talk about joy. Amen? And uh, there was greatness, repentance, God's kingdom, and faith are just some of the benefits that we get in Christ's birth. And today I wanted to talk to you about the joy of Christ's birth. Everything associated with Jesus has joy with it because he is the source of joy. So the Christmas story is a story that is full of joy. 
All right? And uh, you be advised, you may encounter the effects of joy today. Even if you're facing hard times or sad times or stressful times, did you know that joy doesn't come from the stress? It comes from Jesus. It doesn't come from your circumstances. Joy is not a feeling. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. We're going to find out joy is a part of the kingdom of God. Everything that God does, he does with joy. All right? And um, joy is available to Say, joy is available to me. See, God can... God has a joy for you that can elevate you above the sadness, above the sorrow, above everything that you might be going through. Amen? God gives us joy in Christ. Wherever Christ is, wherever Christ is talked about, there is a joy that comes with it. Joy is a part of the package. You can't talk about Jesus and not talk about joy. Amen? Because he is the author of joy. All right? And uh, Christ produces a joy that comes from him and nothing else, no one else. Wherever Christ is, he emanates joy. Joy flows out of him. So I want you to open your heart and receive joy of Christmas. Amen? It's okay to react and respond with joy. Joy is a good thing. It does the body good. Amen? And uh, God deposits joy in your heart. Let's go to the Bible and let's look at Luke chapter 1. And let's see some examples of joy in this story of Christ's birth. Luke chapter 1 and verse 14. The angel had appeared to Zechariah. And uh, Elizabeth was Mary's cousin. And Elizabeth and uh, Zechariah, they were older uh, in age, uh, probably even beyond the possibility of them having children. And uh, they obviously had been praying for kids because uh, the angel told them that your prayers have been heard. Amen? And so the angel is talking about the son that they're about to have. And he says in verse 14, Luke 1, 14, And you shall have joy... And gladness. And many shall rejoice at his birth. Joy, gladness, and rejoicing. All right? Notice what he said. You shall have joy. Do you have joy today? If you don't, you can get it. It's freely available to us. Amen? Notice the angel said, you shall have joy. It's not going to be a question. It's it's not a maybe. He said, you're not going to have to work it up. You're just going to have it because something good is about to happen. And wherever something good happens, joy occurs. Joy is a byproduct of the work of Jesus. Okay. Now this word joy in this particular passage, it's the Greek word kara. C-H-A-R-A. And it means to extend favor, 
to be favorably disposed. Uh, it's the awareness of God's grace. How many know we're saved by grace through faith? Grace is God's ability, God's favor, God's goodness, God's power. Right? When you are aware of God's grace, it produces a joy. Amen? And uh, it's joy because of grace. Right? You can rejoice because of grace. Okay? That's this definition of joy. Okay? So the angel, where did the angel come from? The angel came from heaven. Who sent the angel? God sent the angel with a message of joy to Zechariah. So God must be the originator, the creator, the inventor, and the distributor of joy. God sent an angel from heaven with a message to a priest with joy. There's joy in the message. God says, I want you to deliver this message. Now, the angel didn't give his opinion. He gave a message from God. And the message was, you shall have joy and gladness. So gladness must be a little different. And many shall rejoice. Are you part of the many today? Amen. All right, let's go to another example of joy. Oh, uh, this same word. All right, let's go to Acts 2 for a minute. This same word, kara, Acts 2 and verse 46. Acts 2 and verse 46. It's the same word. Now, there are a couple different words for joy, and I'm going to touch on those. Acts 2, 46. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with... How did they eat their meat? With gladness and singleness of heart. Everybody say, with gladness. God has some gladness as part of a meal today. Amen? He didn't say, come and eat a sorrowful. They didn't eat sorrowfully. They ate with gladness. Hallelujah. Okay? All right? Let's go to Jude chapter 1. Jude, well, there's only one chapter in Jude. Jude, right before Revelation... And look at verse 24. Now unto him, everybody say him. Him is Jesus. Him is the Lord. Everybody say it's unto him. Okay. Unto him that is able to keep you from falling. If anybody can keep you from falling, Jesus can. All right. And to present you faultless. Before the presence of his glory with what? Everybody say exceeding. That's a joy that goes beyond the limits. That's a joy, excessive joy. Everybody say excessive. Can you really have too much joy? Which is better, joy or sorrow? Joy is a lot better. So God's going to keep you from falling and present you faultless in his presence of his glory 
with exceeding joy. So joy comes from him. It comes from the work that he does, right? And the things that he does for us, that's the source of joy. That's the reason we have joy. It's not based on anything else, but it's based on him. That's why you could be having the most terrible time, but yet have the exceeding joy in that time. Because your joy doesn't come from out here. It comes from him. Amen? All right, now go to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. And look at verse 9. This is the same word, kara. All right? Hebrews 1 and verse 9. You have loved righteousness. How many love righteousness? When you love righteousness, you love Jesus because he... We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He made us righteous. Woo! You have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. How many hate iniquity? You can hate the things that God says you can hate. Amen? Therefore, God, everybody say God. Even your God, got to make him personal, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. There is an anointing of joy. There is an anointing that God can put on you that causes you to be joyful. Amen? Because joy is a part of God's, it's a part of the Christmas story. You can't have Christmas without joy. Amen? And uh, this joy is a good thing. Okay, let's go back to Luke now. All right? And, and Hebrews 1.9 quotes a psalm talking about the same thing. How many could use some oil of gladness this morning? Your gears are getting a little rusty. And they're making a squeaking sound. Might, they might not even be turning like they should. So God anoints you with the oil of gladness. All right? Who anoints you? Yeah, it comes from God. Amen? Okay, now let's go back to Luke chapter 1. And now this is a really interesting word. Okay? This is going to explain a lot about how some people react. Okay? Now this is... When John was a baby still in the womb, would a baby know what's funny or not? No. Because a baby has never experienced funny because he's inside of a womb. He's inside of a closed space, right? He hasn't had the ability to experience things. But notice what happens. Luke 144. Okay? Mary is with Elizabeth. And... Uh, Mary walks in. Now, Mary at this time has been preg- impregnated by God. So she is now, she, Mary is now carrying Jesus in her womb. Okay? Who is Jesus? He's the Word made flesh. So Mary is carrying Jesus. Mary is carrying the Word. Mary is carrying the anointed one. Okay? She's carrying the anointing. She's carrying the Word. Amen? And guess what? We were designed not to carry Him, Right? And he dwells in us. Amen. So 
What are you carrying when you walk into a place? Right? So Elizabeth said, For lo, as soon as the voice of your salutation or your greeting sounded in my ears. So (laughs) the sound of Mary's voice was heard with Elizabeth's words. I mean ears. Yeah, the words were heard with her ears. Okay? Everybody say, as soon as I heard the sound. So this is like quick, instant, rapid fire. Okay? The babe leaped in my womb for joy. Everybody say, for joy. Sometimes an action is required to activate the joy that's there. Okay? Now, this word joy, oh, this is a different word. It's the word uh, agaleo or agaleos. Okay? The only Greek I know is gyro. And uh, so I'm not a Greek scholar, but I appreciate those who are. All right? This word in verse 44 is the word uh, agalaios. It means to exalt. It means exuberant joy. It means intense joy. It means exultant joy. It means wild joy. Wild joy. Ecstatic delight. Exhilaration. Extreme joy. So how could a baby that's in a womb encounter, he he didn't know what was funny, but he knew what joy was. Because Mary was carrying joy and what she was carrying affected her words. And when she spoke, joy was into the atmosphere. And the baby responded to the joy. He couldn't talk. He couldn't walk. But he could certainly do some flip-flops. Leaped for joy in the womb. You know, I I just imagine Elizabeth, you know. And uh, Mary might have said, cousin, why are you rocking so much? Right? But who leaped in the womb? The babe leaped in the womb. At this time, John was six months, right? Six months in the womb. He's not even fully formed yet, but he can respond to joy. Hey, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to respond to joy. If a baby who has never experienced anything can respond to joy, then you who've experienced some things can respond to joy. We just need to have some childlike faith. See, the thing of it is, joy will inspire a response. No matter how much a volcano will try to contain the lava, but when that lava is activated, that mountain can't go... Because what's on the inside is eventually going to explode. 
You were not meant to contain joy. You were not meant to stifle joy. You were meant to express joy. There is freedom of expression of joy. How are you going to express yourself? I don't know. In, In John's case, he leaped. That's all he could do. When he heard the sound of Mary's greeting. Okay? So there was, that was wild joy. Exuberant joy. Exhilaration. Okay? Hallelujah. So the babe in my womb leaped for joy. What was the joy he was leaping for? It was Jesus. Jesus entered the room via Mary. Mary was carrying him. And all Mary did was walk into the room and say, hey, cuz, what's up? And at the sound of that greeting, it sparked something on the inside. Amen? I believe that some of these words today will spark something on the inside. And see... Some people have an easier time yielding than others, and that's okay. All right? But, uh, you know, Mary was not a comedian. There weren't any jokes being told. All right? Think about this. She just walked in the room and said hello. And John in the womb is responding to the atmosphere. Amen? Amen. All right. Let's go to verse 58. Verse 58. And um, now this is uh, Elizabeth is about to give birth to John, the baby that was leaping in the womb. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord showed great mercy upon her. And they what? Rejoiced with her. Everybody say with her. This is rejoicing at someone's good. When, when good is happening to someone else, you're joining in the goodness by rejoicing. See, John leaped for joy, but these people were rejoicing with her. Because God did something good. They probably knew how bad Elizabeth and uh, Zechariah wanted a child. Maybe they, they heard them pray. Maybe they heard them yearn for that. And, and now she was giving birth to this child. Amen? And they were going to rejoice with her. All right? This is the word, sunkairo. Uh, sunkairo. It means to identify, it means rejoicing God's grace, sharing God's grace with another person. All right? When God does something good for someone that you know and and you're excited about it. Amen? How many know God's done something good for us? We can be excited about the good that God is doing for us. Amen? Hallelujah. All right? So let's go to Luke chapter 2 now. Luke chapter 2. And look at verse 10. This is the angel talking to the shepherds. The angel said unto them, fear not. See, sometimes in order to release the expression of joy, you've got to deal with the fear. 
Because sometimes people are afraid to express joy because they're, they're fearful of what other people are going to think. And that's really with any expression of God, right? People are, are, are afraid by, or they're bound by what people are going to think, how people are going to perceive them, okay? I remember one time, uh, me and about five or six friends, uh, we were sitting in a restaurant. Uh, where I grew up, there was three truck stops in close proximity, uh, two were within a mile from my house, and then there was another one within three or four miles from my house. And because where I grew up is where two interstates intersect, Route 80 and Route 39, they intersect, and so there's a lot of truck stops there. But, you, you know, they're open 24 hours, and at that time, a cup of coffee was a dollar, and you could sit and drink coffee for a dollar for hours. <laughs> After a couple of pots, you get a little shaky, <laughs> But uh, we, we, were, we were there, and this table was a round table in the corner. And um, we were just talking about the Lord, and all of a sudden, the joy just hit. I mean, it hit. Like, we were laughing and carrying on. One guy that was sitting in the corner, he kind of slid out of his chair underneath the table. And that's when the waitress said, you guys need to just, you know, maybe you need to head out somewhere else. Because we were attracting unwanted attention, I guess. But, you know, we were having a good time. And I remember um, we were on a crusade to Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, The church that I grew up in in Illinois, they bought two Greyhound buses. And from a town not much bigger than Palmyra, we touched major cities. Miami, Chicago, New York, uh, Tulsa, um, all these big cities. And we would go. And uh, people would volunteer. They would pay their way on the bus. And they, we would have rallies in a hotel. Then we would go into the worst part of the biggest city. And we would set up music and we would cover like a two-block radius. Well, on the way back from Fort Worth, um, I was on the bus. And um, I was just sitting next to a person and we were just talking. And all of a sudden, they just started laughing. And... Uh, you know, so I was just walking down the bus, right, just like this, and I would just stop at an aisle, and then I wouldn't say anything, wouldn't even touch them, but they would just start laughing. There was about, I don't know, maybe out of 40 people on the bus, probably about 30-some people were laughing and uh, carrying on. But, you know, joy is a good thing. So this angel, once again, the angel's from heaven, she's, and the angel said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news. Everybody say good news. What's another term for good news? The gospel, right? Gospel and good news are synonymous. I bring you good tidings of of a bit of joy, of some joy. What does it say? Great joy. Everybody say great joy. Great joy. All right? Which shall be to a few select people. You mean joy is for everybody? All right. Yeah. So the angel was telling them, these shepherds who were just watching their sheep at night, and they had this angelic visitation, and the angel said, I bring you good tidings or good news of great joy. 
Everybody say, great joy. So there's joy in the message, there's joy in the person, and there's joy in his presence. Right? He is our joy. Okay? And uh, they went and told people, and they came back rejoicing. Amen? They just participated with it. All right? All right, let's go to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. Are you doing okay this morning? All right, Matthew chapter 2. Now, this was when Jesus was about two or three years old. Okay? Uh, I hate to break it to you, but the wise men didn't come when he was a baby. Because it took them three years to travel to find the, the Savior. Everybody say three years. How far would you go to worship? They traveled three years. And they had a caravan. All right? So Matthew chapter 2 and verse 10. God gave them a sign. He gave them a light in the sky to follow. Okay? When they saw the star, they were somewhat excited with a bit of joy. They had some trickles of joy. When they saw the star, once again, there's no comedian, there's no jokes, they just saw something that God initiated. Okay? They, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Exceeding great, say, exceeding great joy. Why? They were worshiping the Savior. They were worshiping the King of Kings. They came to worship Him. And they worshiped, they saw, they had exceeding great joy. Okay? Hallelujah. Joy is the heart of spiritual life. Galatians 5.22 says joy is a fruit. Love, joy. Joy is the second fruit of the Spirit. Okay? In joy, we find healing. Laughter, merry heart makes good like a medicine. Right? In joy, we find freedom. Let me say freedom. In joy, we find relief. You're never going to find a better stress relief than joy. Joy is the best stress relief. Okay? In joy, we find breakthrough. In joy, we find breakthrough. When God puts joy in your heart, there's a breakthrough coming. You're having a breakthrough. Amen? As you, as you yield to that joy. Okay? So joy comes from God to those who desire to know him, love him, and please him. And I know that you, you, you fit that category. You know him, you love him, and you desire to please him. And as a result, he gives you joy. Amen? Um, prepare for holy joy to overflow. We have to get used to overflow. Because we're trained when something is overflow, we want to stop it, we want to cover it, we want to pull it off. Like if you got something on the stove and it starts to overflow, you want to pull it off the heat. Right? Because the overflows, listen, let it overflow. Turn your neighbor and say, let it overflow. Don't try to stop it. Don't try to cover it. Just let it flow. Okay? So we need to understand and experience the true and real joy that comes from God. There is a joy of the Lord. 
Heaven's Holy Spirit joy. Joy flows like a river out of your innermost being. Now, when you think of a river, sometimes a river is shallow, right? Sometimes there's a trickle. Sometimes it's a waterfall. Joy can be a trickle or joy can be a waterfall. But there is a current flowing through here today, and it's the current of joy. Because there is joy in the Christmas story. There is joy in Christ. There is joy in his word. All hell could be breaking loose in your life, but you could have joy. You could have a peace that passes understanding. Amen? So joy is available, but we have to access it by faith. Just like we do salvation, right? Were we automatically saved? We had to do something, right? We had to believe in our heart that Jesus is God's son, that he died for us, and we had to confess with our mouth that he is Lord, right? Those are two things that we had to do. Believe in our heart, confess with our mouth, and we're saved then. So God did the heavy lifting, but he requires our participation. Amen? Did God force anybody here to be saved? No one put a gun to your head. No one threatened you. Right? He offered you a gift, the greatest gift to mankind. And you either receive the gift or you reject the gift. Or you, you put it on the shelf and you think about it. Right? It doesn't fit now, but maybe I'll grow into it. I don't know. All right? So expressions of joy are laughter, shouting, dancing, jumping, screaming, and even shaking. When you guys... See something exciting? Maybe it's, it's your favorite sport, or it's your favorite entertainer, or it's your favorite thing, right? Uh, or, or you're using your gift to bless someone else. You all get excited, don't you? I mean, who, who doesn't shout for their team if you're a sports fan, right? Sports fans, I've seen some of you when the Phillies were in, were in, in the World Series, Y'all weren't silent about it. Amen? We got some Philly fanatics in here, and that's okay. But let's be fanatic. Let's be some Jesus fanatics. Let's not show something in the world more, more expression than we would our Lord. Amen? If you can cheer for your team when they score, you can certainly cheer for Jesus. He not only scored, he slam dunked. He, he, he shut out the, the enemy. Amen? Okay. So, salvation is a joyful experience. How many were sad after they got saved? Can I see a show of hands? Man, I just met Jesus and it's, I've never been, I've, I've been so depressed. That's just, it, it's, it's not true. Okay? Knowing Jesus as Savior and Lord is a joyous encounter. Christianity is a joyful relationship with God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. Amen? And real joy comes from God. Joy is intertwined in all that God does. He leaves a trail of joy. It's like biting into a cake and you can taste the ingredients. Right? 
Think of your favorite cake or cookie, right? And you bite into it, and there are certain flavors that you have come to really like, right? And you take that bite, and you go, oh, this is so good. See, because there are ingredients in that cake or cookie, just like joy is an ingredient in everything that God does. So every, every time you take a bite of God, you're tasting joy. Ooh, joy is included in there. Joy is included here. Joy is included over here. This is chock full of joy. You can't take a bite without, without biting into joy somewhere. Because that entire cookie or cake is filled with joy. All right? Um, joy is not based in any earthly circumstance. If you think marrying the right guy is going to bring you joy, it's not. Joy doesn't come from the right guy. Joy comes from Jesus. Amen? Joy arises when you know and accept the forgiveness of our sins that has been freely given to us by Jesus. I don't know about you, but when I was forgiven, a weight was lifted off me. A burden was taken from me. Amen? I, 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 I don't have to carry the guilt and shame and condemnation anymore. I'm free from that. And that brings joy. That brings excitement. Hallelujah. Knowing that you've been forgiven. Freedom brings joy. You ever see someone that's been a captive and they get rescued? They're not like, gee, thank you. No. They're expressing exuberance. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. I'm free. Glory to God. Going from bound to free is a joyful thing. Hallelujah. Say there's joy in the house today. Restoration brings joy. When something in your life was missing or broken or stolen and it gets restored, that brings joy. When, when the prodigal son came home, the father expressed joy. He, he wasn't critical. He was joyful. He said, my son who was dead is now alive. And they had a celebration. They threw a party. That has to take joy. Amen? We have to have joy. Glory to God. Being made right brings joy. Being accepted in the beloved brings joy. Joy flows wherever Christ goes, and joy is whatever the Holy Spirit shows. He's the demonstrator, right? He demonstrates his power, so joy is in wherever Christ goes, and it's, it's in whatever the Holy Spirit shows. Amen? When, when God shows you that you, you've been given this or you can have this, it brings joy. Amen? Hallelujah. The gospel is a message of joy for all. It's good news of joy for all. God intended, created, and made joy, and he distributes it freely to all who believe. Everybody say freely. freely. You know, God never limits the joy that you can have. God's not a limiter. He's a generous giver. Did God limit how much food the 5,000 men could eat for lunch? No. 
He didn't limit it one bit. They could take as much as they wanted, and they took as much as, as all of them took to their full, and there was leftovers. Because that's the kind of God we serve. We serve a too much God. Amen? We serve a more than enough God. Amen? He, he doesn't just do things to meet the need. He exceeds the need. Okay? The Holy Spirit inspires joy. He serves it to believers, and he is the spark that lights a joy fire. A joy fire is ignited within you. Amen? And I'm the, I'm the switch of the Bic today. You know, the Bic lighter, right? You just press that button, right? Those two little knobs, and it strikes the flint, and it ignites the fuel, and a flame comes out. Right? Because the fuel for the flame is already inside the container. See, the fuel for joy is already inside of you. But, but it's, it's the anointing that sparks that joy within you. Right? When the anointing walked in with Mary, it sparked something in Elizabeth's womb. It sparked something in that, in that baby. That, that proves that uh, conception is, is a person. Right? Life begins at conception. Because John, at six months in the womb, responded to something. He responded to an input of an atmosphere when the anointing was brought into a place. Amen? Righteousness combined with peace equals joy, Holy Ghost joy. All right? I want you to go with me to Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 14. I want you to see this. Romans 14 and verse 17. Romans 14, verse 17. For the kingdom of God, ever say the kingdom of God. What's, what's a foundational element of the kingdom of God? All right. Jesus said, tell, to, he told his disciples when you uh, present the gospel, he said, tell them the kingdom of God is at hand. All right. This is included in the kingdom. Okay. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Three key elements of the kingdom are righteousness, peace, and joy where? In the Holy Ghost. See? Joy is in God, joy is in Jesus, and joy is in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Everybody say righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Is the Holy Ghost here? Is he within you? Then joy is within you because there's joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Hallelujah. So there's joy in the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. That's part of the kingdom. That's a a foundational element of the kingdom of God. Okay? So go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Can joy work in rough atmospheres? Absolutely. Absolutely. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6. And you became followers of us, having received, and of the Lord, having received the word in what? Much affliction, with joy of the Holy Ghost. Everybody say, much affliction. They were able to receive the Lord... 
and the word in much affliction, and they had joy because they rece- the joy comes in the word and the joy comes in the message. But they were much afflicted. There was a lot of things that they were encountering, a lot of things that they were experiencing, right? But even in much affliction, joy can occur. Joy can flow. Amen? The Bible says in Romans, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. So where sin abounds, there's destruction, there's evil, there's wickedness, right? There's hurt, there's pain, but grace much more abounds. So grace overrides the effects of sin, okay? So yeah, bad things could be happening, but you could still have joy. Because joy doesn't come from the bad things. Amen? This, This It's called holy joyfulness. How many want some holy joyfulness? Take you a slice of some holy joyfulness today. There's plenty to go around. All right? It proceeds from the Holy Spirit. All right? Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 8 and verse 2. Now, Paul was speaking of the Macedonian churches. And he said, how that in a great trial of affliction, everybody say a great trial of affliction. That word affliction is trouble. Everybody say trouble. How many has ever been in trouble? Yeah, we all have. Amen? Where's God a very present help in? In trouble. Okay. How that in a great trial of affliction or trouble, the abundance of their joy. How can you have abundant joy in in an affliction of great trouble? Because joy doesn't come from the trouble, it comes from Jesus. Amen? They had an abundance of joy even in the midst of trouble. Okay? I'm going to show you how that works. God showed me this morning. All right? And their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. They were in much trouble. They had much poverty, but they expressed joy and generosity. Guess what? Say, your circumstances don't dictate your attitude. But your attitude will change your circumstances. How many believe your attitude can change your circumstances? All right. Some people don't have the joy of this because they're looking at the wrong thing. Okay? Go with me to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. And I'm going to tell you a story here. And... uh, Let's look at verse 22. Matthew 14, verse 22. And straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. Did his disciples have a word from God? The word was, get into the ship Go to the other side. I'm going to dismiss the people. I'll catch up with you later. Okay? 
So they had direction from God. Their direction was, go to the other side. If Jesus said, go to the other side, did he, intend you, did he fully intend for you to get to the other side? Doesn't mean if anything comes up, you're going to get to the other side. Say, I'm getting to the other side. Say, I'm getting to the other side today. Say, ain't no stopping me now. All right. Verse 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. So some time had passed, maybe a few hours, right? He dismissed the people and he went up on the mountain and he's praying and now it's evening time, okay? Sun is setting, it's getting darker, right? But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. (laughs) The wind was against their progress. Something had come up in the middle of their journey that prevented their progress. Even though they had a word from God to get to the other side, it doesn't matter what comes up. You've got to have a determination. You've got to have a determination that I'm going to get to the other side no matter what. I'm going to get through this no matter what. And it was the fourth watch of the night, 3 to 6 a.m. Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. (laughs) I love how Jesus travels. Right? He's just walking on the sea. The boats had left. What else are you going to do? Amen? And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, how many has ever seen a person walk on the sea? Show of hands. Now, if you see someone walking on the sea, would that freak you out? Huh? You'd be like, how's that possible? Right? Okay, well, the disciples are just like you. Okay? They were troubled. They said, it is a spirit or a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Okay? Natural reaction from natural people. They're not even thinking spiritual. Okay? These, they're operating naturally. All right? But straightway, immediately, Jesus spoke unto them. He's about to give them a word. Okay? Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Be of what? Be of what? One more time, be of what? He didn't say, be bad. He said, be of good cheer. What's another word for cheer? Joy, cheerfulness, gladness. Amen? Be of good cheer. Everybody say, good cheer. When Jesus is near, you can have good cheer because cheer comes from his presence. Okay? It is I, be not afraid. Okay? We dealt with the fear. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, what more proof did Peter need when the the person said, it is I? 
Who else is going to say it is I that's walking on the water? Right? <laughs> but see, when, when we think naturally, uh, our minds are messed up when it comes to spiritual things. You know, joy is a spiritual thing. And, and sometimes our natural mind interrupts the operation of the spiritual movement. Okay? And we got to think spiritually. Amen? You don't have to have the right atmosphere to have joy. All you need is Jesus. All you need is his word. All you need is the Holy Spirit. That's all you need for joy. You don't need anything else. You can't mix anything else. All right? Joy stands strong by itself on its own. Okay? Lord, if it's you, bid me or command me to come unto you on the water. Well, this is a pretty bold request. Okay? And Peter answered him and said, Lord, I'm sorry, verse 29, and Jesus said, come. Did he say come, Peter? Even though Peter was the one that requested him, he just said come. That was an invitation to everyone sitting in the boat. Because if he had just said, come Peter, then only Peter could have come. But he didn't say, come Peter. He said, come. That's to everybody. God wants you all included. Listen, there's enough room on this water for y'all to come. All right? There's enough enough power for y'all to get out of the boat and come to me. All right? Let's Let's just walk to the other side together. Right? Think about that. They could have just left the boat and walked to the other side. Think about the possibility. Okay, so come. Now notice, when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water. Say, he walked on the water. Woo! Peter walked on the water. All right? Everything's going good. Everything's going fine. Because he's looking at the right place. He's listening to the right words. But distractions is about to come. And this has to do with your joy. Because some people don't have joy because they're looking at the wrong thing. They're looking at their circumstances. They're looking at their pain. They're looking at their hurt. They're looking at the sorrow. They're looking at what people did to them. And they're not looking to Jesus. You got to get your focus on. All right? He was come, he walked on the water to go to Jesus, but when he saw the what? The wind, okay? He's now took his eyes off Jesus. He took his eyes off the source. He took his eyes off the power. He took his eyes off the promise. He took his eyes off the word. And now he's looking at the wind. He's looking at his, has, at his circumstances. Okay? The wind boisterous. Had the wind changed from the time he got out of the boat to the time he was walking on the water? No, the wind was against them. The wind had been against them for a while. The wind hadn't changed. What changed was he had a word from God. And now he's taking his eyes off Jesus. And he was afraid. Didn't Jesus tell him, don't be afraid? He's not listening to what the word said. He's letting fear now. The wind. Like I said, the wind hadn't changed. The wind was always boisterous. And 
So he took his eyes off Jesus and he was afraid and beginning to sink. What caused him to sink? His eyes and his fear. That's what caused him to sink. What causes people to lose their joy? What they're looking at and what they're listening to and they're taking their eyes off Jesus. Because if Jesus is the source, if you're looking at Jesus, then you always have joy. But if you look away, then you disrupt the flow. Right? And you start to see. And he said the, the very most powerful prayer, Lord, save me. How many know he didn't get religious in that moment? Oh, dear God, as I sink in this water, please stretch forth your hand. No. When you need a, a boost, you just go, Lord, save me. Now, where was Jesus? Jesus, immediate, immediately, Jesus stretched forth his hand. Listen, God's not going to let you get overwhelmed. He'll give you a word, but he'll be right here. So when you miss that word for whatever, or you lose your focus for whatever, he's right there to rescue you. He'll never let you be overwhelmed. There's no sin that you'll, there's no temptation that you'll encounter that doesn't have a way out. He stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? See, it takes faith to have joy. And it takes faith to express joy. But our joy comes from looking at Jesus, hearing what he said, knowing what he did, and knowing what he does. Amen? That's where our joy comes from. Jesus told his disciples, he said, I've told you these things so that my joy might be in you and your joy will be full. When his joy is in you, that's when your joy is full. Amen? Acts 13.52 says the disciples were continually filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. Let me say continually filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. Go to Proverbs 17.22. Proverbs 17.22. Hallelujah. Proverbs 17.22 says, A happy heart is good medicine, and a joyful mind causes healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Rejoicing, cheerful, glad, and merry... So a happy heart is good medicine. Say, joy is medicine. I'm recommending you today to take your medicine. Because it does the body good. Amen? Well, I don't feel like it has nothing to do with how you feel. Say, it has nothing to do with how I feel. But it has everything to do with how you believe. And what you believe. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Go to Jeremiah 33.11. Jeremiah 33.11. I'm even going to get you out early today. Pray for a quick for God to do a quick work. <laughs> Jeremiah 33 and verse 11. Did you know that joy has a voice? 
Jeremiah 33, 11, the voice of joy and the voice of gladness and the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of them that shall say, praise the Lord of hosts. What does the voice of joy say? It says, praise the Lord. The voice of joy directs you to the Lord. It puts him first and foremost in your focus. Praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good. Say, the Lord is good. For his mercy endures forever. Say, his mercy endures forever. And of them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise. What's a sacrifice of praise? Praising them when you don't feel like it. Praising them when all things don't look like you should. Praising them in spite of it. Praising them when you've been beaten. Praising them when you've been put in prison. Praising them when you don't feel like it. That's a sacrifice of praise. What happens when you bring a sacrifice of praise? God will bring joy with his presence. Praise activates joy. He shall bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Are we in God's house? Actually, actually, more appropriately, you are God's house. Say, I'm God's house. All right? For I will cause you to return the captivity of the land as the first. But notice, your captivity is returned when you're listening to the voice of joy. Say, I have a voice of joy. What's it saying? Be happy. Don't worry. <laughs> Amen? Nehemiah 8.10, you don't have to turn to it. It says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. How many could use some strength? Well, joy comes from, or strength comes from joy. You think you're exerting strength when you laugh. No, you're gaining strength. Amen? You're exchanging physical strength for spiritual strength. Hallelujah. Joy is a gift of God. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's a source of divine strength. It's the spark that ignites the fire of gladness, and it encourages rejoicing. Rejoice. And again I say rejoice. See, if you don't get rejoicing right, you get to do over quickly. You can do it again and again, and eventually it's going to kick in. Amen? If you rejoice and you didn't like it, rejoice again, and something's going to kick in. Amen? Hallelujah. Go to Psalm uh, 30, verse 10. Psalm 30 and verse 10. See, every... Every person in the Christmas story was touched with joy. Joy in the message, joy from angels, right? The angels were delivering, just delivering a message from God. Psalm 30, verse 10, it says this. Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. The Lord is my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. How many could use some turnaround today? Something's causing you to mourn. He can turn your mourning into dancing. 
He can take your sackcloth. People would put on sackcloth when they're, they're full of grief and full of sorrow, when something bad was happening. When Mordecai heard that Haman had plotted the, the annihilation of the Jews of their entire race, he put on sackcloth and he was sitting in, in, in the center of the city with sackcloth and ashes on and he was mourning that, that loss and Esther was trying to clothe him. She was trying to put clothes on him, but he refused. He just had that sackcloth on. But God takes those sackcloth of religion. He takes, takes the sackcloth of pain. He takes the sackcloth of hurt and sorrow and he puts on you a garment of gladness. He puts on you joy, a robe of joy that infiltrates your soul. Hallelujah. We need a wardrobe change. You don't have to go into a phone booth like Clark Kent. He'll put you a clothes on right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Go to Psalm chapter 4. <laughs> Psalm chapter 4. Hallelujah. Look at verse 7. He's talking about God here. You have put gladness in my heart. Who put it there? God put it there. More than in the time that their corn and their wine increased. So if you think of harvest is a fun time, just imagine what happens when God puts joy in your heart. Amen? Why does he put it in there? He put it in there so that you could express it. He put it in there so that you could let it come out. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When you're laughing, what's your, what's your mouth saying? Your heart is joyful. Amen? Amen? It's full of joy. And it's overflowing. And it can't contain. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go to Psalm 35. Psalm 35. And verse 27. John leaped for joy, but this is something that we could do for joy. Psalm 35, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad. What comes first, being glad or shouting? Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And my tongue shall speak of your righteousness and of your praise all day long. Let them shout. Let them shout. Let them shout. I'm not telling you to shout. I'm just letting you shout. Those who are hearing what's being said are getting the message. Let them shout for joy and be glad. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You got something to shout about? We can shout about an empty grave. We can shout about a barren cross. We can shout about blood that was shed. We can shout, we can shout about a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. We can shout about another comforter being given when Jesus leaves this earth. 
Hallelujah. We can shout about the Word of God that's been written and living in our hearts. Hallelujah. We can shout about the name of Jesus. He's got the highest name. Amen. We can shout about we have power to witness. Glory to God. We can shout about how God makes all things turn out for our good. Hallelujah. We can shout about if God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. We can shout about the goodness of God. We can shout about the faithfulness of God. Hallelujah. Yeah, we've got, we've got plenty of things to shout about. We don't need a reason to shout. We've got plenty of things to shout about. We just need to shout. See... Every fire starts with a spark. It either starts with a spark or friction. Right? You rub two sticks together fast enough, and there's going to be some holy smoke. So fire just starts with a spark or friction. Amen? Because you rub two things together fast enough, and it creates heat. Right? If you don't have a match, you can have two sticks and start a fire. Amen? I'm just fanning the flame right now. I'm fanning the flame right now. I'm fanning that flame that's in your bones. You got some fire in your bones. You got fire in your bones. There's some fire in your bones. Hallelujah. Fire in your bones. Hallelujah. God's light and truth lead you into his presence. I'm going to read it. <laughs> Psalm 43, 4. It's getting thick in here now. It's beginning to get thick at VCF. Everywhere I go, the joy of the Lord is bursting forth. All oppression is leaving out. See, when when God's working, things will come out that you didn't expect or anticipate. (laughs) It's beginning to look a lot like joy. (laughs) I got to tell you, you know, Steve Hoffman, man. We were in Liberia, and we started off every every session with Jesus. Yes, Jesus loves me. We sang that, and then he had this song in his heart. No one knew the song, right? And he says, "Doug, do you know that song?" And well, I happen to know the lyrics. He said, "Come up here, let's sing it together." I'm like, "Oh, praise the Lord!" <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Right? <laughs> You know when you need Jesus to take the wheel, right? <laughs> My sister's got the singing voice. I got the preaching voice. <laughs> Hallelujah. Psalm 43, 4. <laughs> then I will go unto the altar of God. Unto God my exceeding joy. Is God your exceeding joy today? Yea, upon the harp. I will praise you, or the electric guitar, whichever works. Oh, God, my God. Amen? Hallelujah. 
Oh, yeah, Psalm 46. Mm. <laughs> <Whew. laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like joy. Psalm 46, 4. There is a river <laughs> whose streams make glad the city of God. What's God's city? It's not heaven. It's you. Amen. Abraham was looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. Amen. There's a river flowing here today whose streams make glad the city. You know, when, when the city's glad, the, the streetlights shine. Amen. Gladness is turning on some of your lights. The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. Notice joy is at the holy place. Joy is at the holy place. Your lights are being turned on right now. Hallelujah. Father, we give you thanks and praise for your holy, wonderful presence of joy. There is joy in this place, a real, genuine joy that comes from God, comes from the Lord Jesus Christ, and comes from the Holy Spirit. It started in the announcements. It started in the announcements. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For those of you that can pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. If you don't know how to pray in the Spirit, just pray the best way you know how. If you've never prayed in the Spirit, you've never been baptized with fire of the Holy Ghost, and you'd like to be baptized with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, come up here right now in the name of Jesus. If you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you know, speaking in tongues is when you talk directly to God, your mind doesn't understand it, but it's a way to communicate with God the Father directly. And there's so many benefits of speaking in tongues. And if you've never done it, you could do it today in the name of Jesus. And if you'd like to, it's a gift that God gives you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 